Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, here with the guy in charge of all things outdoors education, Aaron Keller, the co-host. And then the girl in charge of all things wildlife education, Julie Watson, is our guest today. Um, because we rolled out this new program last year, Nevada Knockout, and we're about to roll out year two of it. And we've already done some posts and fun stuff on Facebook with it. Yeah, we're super excited for year two. So um, for, I bet a lot of people don't know what it is. It is a bracket program. So we basically took someone else's super cool idea and then made it Nevada. So there's a program, it's called March Mammal Madness. It happens in March. It's all on social media. Anyone can participate. It's super fun. So I highly suggest that anyone that's into animals do it. Um, but what they do, we, we took their idea and made it a little different, but what they do is it's all on Twitter and it is a bunch of professors and PhDs of like mammalogy and different animal sciences. And they pick 64 animals from around the world and they verse each other in a bracket, kind of like March Madness. So that's why they do it in March. Kind of like the NCAA basketball tournament. Um, And theirs is all on Twitter, and anyone can do it. It's free. You just follow along on Twitter, and they have, like, the little stories of what happens between the animals. And March Mammal Madness is super fun. It's super cool. But they pick mostly mammals. Mm -hmm. As the years have gone on, they've started incorporating non-mammal animals. But their animals are from all over the world. So there's all sorts of different animals. And one year, they had a category of extinct animals, actually. And so we took their idea and we're like, how can we use this basically as a tool to educate the public and students on Nevada animals? Um, So we took their idea and we decided to pick, last year we did 64, 65 animals, if you count the wild card, um, 65 animals from Nevada or animals that are found in Nevada. They're not all necessarily native to Nevada. And we had a a really good time with it last year, and teachers loved it. Um, The public side, we had some, we're still trying to grow the public side, I think. That's, it's, it's, um, the the teachers really loved it. We had a lot of feedback from teachers. Um, But the public can also participate. It is on our Facebook. So this year, we actually changed it and decreased the number of animals. And that's because for teachers... 64 animals was a lot to have all of the kids research. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So there really isn't, that's a very time consuming. Um, so this year we only have 33 with okay. the wild card. So it's 32. So we decreased the number of animals. And <clears throat> so every year we have four categories. And last year the categories were all based on their habitats. So we had a desert one and a mountain one. But you got to list off the names. Do you remember all the names from last year? Okay. Because they were pretty funny. That's yes. Okay. Kind of so <laughs> Pajama Jammers was the best one, which <laughs> was the Sagebrush Pinion Juniper 
habitat. So, so PJ, Pajama Jammers. <laughs> Thank you to our Southern Region Wildlife Education Coordinator, Jess Brooks, for coming yeah. up with that one. Um, uh, man, we had, it was Pajama Jammers and Highlanders was the high altitude right. mountain. High alpine. Yes, yeah. the high alpine animal group. And then Wet and Wild was the aquatic one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the de- we had the desert one was the fourth one, but I can't remember the name. Was it like Desert Dwellers? No. Or something. It was something clever. It was. It oh, was yeah. so clever. Yeah. So yeah. clever. I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing the categories. Well, you've been posting on our Facebook this mm-hmm. year, and they were very – I liked them. Yeah. So you switched it up a little bit. Yeah. So we totally switched it up. And this year we have four categories. One of them is our defending champs category. So that is the top eight from last year's bracket okay. is our, our defending champs. And then we have the city slickers, which is urban animals. So our raccoons and skunks and coyotes and all those animals that we see in our own backyards pretty regularly. And then we have a non-native category that we're calling not from around here and this category is really interesting because we have some invasive species in here and then we just have some non-native species in here that like aren't considered pests or anything like that so like we have brook trout and kokanee yeah animals that live in nevada but they're but they're not from here but they're not a problem because there's a difference between non-native and invasive so but then we also have like a bullfrog on here and feral cats and things like that which i think this is this program is so cool to me there's like so many different ways that a teacher Mm -hmm. or somebody that's even just teaching their kids about wildlife Mm -hmm. or nevada can take it yeah yeah so that's why we wanted to change up the categories too because we didn't want to be like i like that you're changing yeah pigeonholed into every year being like we have to have all these aquatic animals and all these desert animals instead we can just like pick different ways to group them and teach about them too and they're still clever (laughs) and still clever names (laughs) and the last group is the exclusive elusives um which was hard to find uh different the right animals for this category but um, some of them are highly endangered. Like we have the devil's hole pupfish on there this year, which is one of the rarest fish in the whole entire world. Right. Um, and then we also have some other animals in here, like ringtails aren't necessarily endangered or rare. They're just nocturnal. So they're hard to find. Um, so that's what the exclusive elusives category is. And those are our four categories. So they are different than last year, um, but these are all up on our Facebook right now. So what people can do is they can download and print off the brackets and then they need to fill them all out before it starts. And when does it start? It starts September 30th. So September 30th is when the first battles will be posted on our Facebook. And the battles are narrative. So they're little short stories about what might happen if these two animals encountered each other in the wild. And the reality is, is that most of these animals would never, mm-hmm. ever encounter each other. That's why this is fun. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, some of them would, but 
uh, most of these animals, if they did encounter each other in the wild, nothing would happen. <laughs> yeah. They would just walk past. Yeah, yeah. They would be like, oh, you don't benefit me at all. Because right. <laughs> you make little scenarios, too, for them. Yes. <laughs> and this year, we actually created um, a scoring rubric for each animal. So we actually went through and rated all of them because we were getting a lot of feedback from teachers that they just did not understand how this animal won. And, and how to explain it to a student. Yes. That, because that's that when we launched this last year, that was the number one thing that I had in my mind was this is like one big argument. It is. <laughs> it is. And that's uh, that was the point, though. Which is too. OK. Yeah. We but wanted to get um, we wanted to encourage those types of conversations too. to be like, well, you know, I had a teacher. I, sh I shouldn't say argument. It's more of a debate. Yes. Yeah, well, exactly. yeah, yeah. Right. Debates, some sort of dialogue to be like, you know, I disagree with this. I don't think that this would have happened this way. Because this, this, and this. And yes. That's why they get to research. And yeah. Which is a huge part of NGSS standards is making an argument and having something to back it up. Not just being like, I disagree with this. Right. What is NGSS? Oh, that see, th so when we have biologists in on the podcast yeah, and they throw out something <laughs> and just kind of skim over it, <laughs> we call them out. So, yeah, what is NGSS so for anybody listening? NGSS is the Next Generation Science Standards, and <clears throat> Nevada has adopted our own version of this. So there changes were made um, to these, but these are the national science standards that we have for teaching and um so all of your programs meet those standards, yes. including this. That's what's yes, they are aligned really to cool. that. And um, NGSS is really big into into the argumentation, and a, a lot of their standards are building an argument and having the evidence to back it up. And as we all probably know in this climate, <laughs> uh, that is really important. <laughs> right. So that's what we want. We want those types of discussions in class, but we don't want them to be like, no, I just disagree with you. And yeah. the conversation stops. It's like, no, I think that, you know, this animal would be more successful than this other animal because it has this, 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 and this. And I know this because I have these sources and it's not just Wikipedia. Or I actually yeah. like that the yeah. teachers <clears throat> called you guys out on it. Like, how did these animals win? Because mm -hmm. that means they were getting into it. And yes, they, they were. I actually had a teacher email me last year because I sent out it. The program is kind of hard to explain to be like, it's going to be a narrative story. And some of them are kind of silly. It's also supposed to be fun. And sometimes I think teachers forget that, that it's yeah. also just supposed to be fun, that it's not just like this, like mm -hmm. boring story, because in reality, what animals do most of the time is not that exciting. They're like sleeping and eating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we had a teacher, I sent an example from March Mammal Madness and it involved, they were in New York City that was the location of this battle and a coyote was involved and the other animal won because p they were in Central Park and someone, a, by a human bystander called animal control on the coyote. And the teacher could not believe that a person would call animal control about a coyote. And I was like, do you know how many calls we get about coyotes? Yeah. And we're not in New York City. Like, I can give you the logs. Like, people will call about a coyote in their yard or in their area. Right. Uh, so that's just kind of an example of, like, 
the storyline the storylines and that there is you know there are different ways that people take the stories the main thing is it's students are having to research facts about these animals Mm -hmm. to make whatever one they think is going to win and that's like the bottom line whether there really is a right answer or not and then it's just fun to have this Mm -hmm. whole bracket to go along with it exactly so it's it really that's so true is it really doesn't matter whether they pick right or wrong because it, at the end of the day, we kind of arbitrarily picked who's going to yeah, win. Like, we exactly. created our own system, but it was still subjective, like, based off of what we thought and off of our knowledge and, like, YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, YouTube's great. But we did create a system because we were like, we want this to be systematic so that we do have more numbers involved. And this is we, – we actually gave these to students. So students have more guidance in when they're researching their animals. And so we picked four criteria, and they were all the animals were scored based off of one through ten. So it was intelligence, agility, defense mechanisms, and aggressive behavior. So those were the four categories that the the student should be researching on the animals. So that narrows it down a lot then. Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, I want to get more into some of the changes you've made, and it's just cool that you guys are getting input and taking that input Mm -hmm. and using it so but that will be after the break um we'll be right back after this quick break you're listening to nevada wild If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Before the break, Julie, our wildlife education coordinator, was talking all about our program, uh, Nevada Knockout, which we rolled out last year. And you were saying how much you've learned from teachers to make some changes this year. And one of the changes is this scoring criteria that you Mm -hmm. guys have. So could you explain? So we were talking about this before. Uh, So this is for students to help them when they're researching their animals. And this is also what we used to pick which animals would move on, which just like NCAA, there are upsets. So it's like, this is kind of like a our version of a seed, except it's secret. Like we didn't, we didn't, we don't tell them what scores we gave them because otherwise they'd just pick, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but there are upsets. So the four criteria are intelligence, (laughs) intelligence, (laughs) (laughs) agility, defense mechanisms, and aggressive behavior. So like intelligence would be like, one it's one through ten is the rating so one would be like for poor memory or like like a fish or problem solving skills um five would be like average intelligence and then ten cunning resourceful learning abilities those types of things and students would have to learn how intelligent the animal was based off of their research and then what's the score like one through ten so each Each of the four criteria gets a score of 1 through 10, so a perfect score would be 40, which would be like, me. I don't, oh, yes. You know. Sorry, so peak. <laughs> peak. Did you say me? Age-wise, <laughs> <Sound>. maybe. <laughs> uh, that's not a criteria. <laughs> um, agility, so like one would be slow-moving or clumsy. 
um, like a turtle would probably not have very much agility, but then an animal like our mountain lion would probably have like a 10. But a turtle would have a good defense mechanism. Exactly. So defense mechanism, uh, one would be like no noticeable defense mechanism, like our little devil's hole pupfish. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. probably only has a one. We didn't give any. There's no zero, so they at least have some sort of way. You know, every animal has but some. Then sort that of way. could uh, one of the other. Uh, what is it? Criteria could be a ten, exactly. and then it brings there. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then aggressive behaviors. So we have the defensive behaviors and the aggressive behaviors. So. Uh, Obviously, a turtle is a good example of this. It's going to have like a 10 for defensive, but like a 1 for aggressive because that's not, that is not how they exactly. are adapted. Um, so, yeah, that, those are the four scoring criteria that we used to pick who is going to win. And oh, you look like you're going to say Oh, something. I just have a question. Yeah. So, last year we didn't have the criteria, which mm-hmm. confused them a little bit more about why some were winning. So, this just makes it yeah, make this, more. Okay. We wanted to make it more. Like, this is one thing about students, too, is, like, they do not get gray areas. So, like, this helps there be more of a, like, right answer. Mm-hmm. Even I though like there's that. still, a, a like, there's still upsets. And I do think this year, I think we're going to have a really a higher chance of students picking the winner, which it's not about that. It's not about whether they pick the winner or not. But I do think that with this system and because we have less animals, their chances of picking the winner are higher. Uh, so... Which is good. It's good to have more winners. But also this year we have a competition so the teachers can fill out their brackets and send them in to us. We, we give them all the stuff that they need to send it in. And whichever classroom wins, they get to pick an animal to be in next year's Nevada knockout competition. So oh, that's cool. kind of what they win. It's like a prize to have them. Yeah, so that we can encourage students and teachers to participate and to send in our brackets their brackets to us um and last year we did everything to the teachers on a google drive and this year we created a website for them and so we kind of totally revamped this part of the program so that we had a lot more content for the teachers so last year it was really completely up to the teachers to do all their own research but this year we created a website where they can download this scoring rubric they can get the bracket they can um we also have extension lessons that they can use in their classroom that are all aligned to the ngss so they can download those extension lessons and use them in the classroom and then the big thing that we did is we used we partnered with our gis lab and they have a program called story maps and we created a story map for each individual animal and so we have 33 story maps on there that are basically like a little information sheet that the students can go and research their animals on there. So using this, like we have kind of little tidbits on all these four criteria on that story map. And then at the bottom of the story map are good sources. So there's like sources for them to go look up different animals. So that they're not just going to the internet and reading whatever the first page is that comes up. So you want to make sure they're getting good information. Yeah, exactly. So we vetted some of the sources for them. So, um, so that was provided to students then the story maps. Yes. So the, the website was provided to the teachers and if the teachers wanted to provide that as a resource to the students, they could. And I can tell by our analytics that they are. (laughs) What about the public or is that just, this is just for teachers. That website is just for teachers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is kind of the teacher side. Um, maybe in the future we'll have it for the public, but 
it really is teacher focused because it's a lot of it is telling them how to use the extension lessons where to put their brackets in and um and then obviously those information sheets program really is meant for schools we just wanted to add to it um we you thought it would be fun for the public to also take part yeah yeah um because the premise is really fun yeah exactly and it's super low-key like to be honest you don't have to research any of the animals if you just want to play along you can just pick and then when the stories come out, you will end up learning about the animals because the stories include little factoids on different ways that they survive and, and all of that. I did catch some people around our office filling out their brackets. <laughs> and um, if you're on the public and have seen some of our posts and the first post is sub- the brackets there to fill out. Yes. But um, mm-hmm. the first battle is September 30th. Um, fill out your brackets, but also let us know when you fill it out on yeah. Facebook. It's yeah, fun. we definitely want Comment more public post. engagement um, with the program. But also, uh, the the program is really big student-wise. This year, we have 3,000 students That's that are currently participating. Yeah, and actually, I think it's more than that because we've had a couple more. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's – well, that's what's so great about it is because – we it we put a lot of work into it on the front end Mm -hmm. and like now that the website's done and all of this is up we have all the stories written out it's just a matter of getting it out to the teachers and there's no limit on how many classrooms can participate like literally every classroom in nevada could participate in this program because there's no more teachers does not really mean more work for us Mm -hmm. the way that the program's done so that's really yeah. cool. So what if a teacher hears this and wants to get their class into it next year? They can just email me. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So Jay yeah, Watson at endow.org. Yep. Yep. Cool. At endow.org. Yeah. Um, and we want more. Uh, for teachers, it gets, this is probably a little too late because it starts next week. But if their students do not pay attention to our Facebook at all, they can still do it after it happens because they don't know who wins mm-hmm. oh that's true yeah. so i mean as long as they withhold the mm-hmm. information yeah as long as the, like the information is up on the website they can they can go that's and still really cool. it's pretty cool to see this program grow from a pilot program that's which we talked I mean. about last year mm-hmm. to more than three thousand students are participating that's why i'm like that many students yeah that's really i think cool. so last year i think we had like 40 classrooms participate for or 40 teachers i don't know if it was 40 classrooms it was probably more than 40 classrooms but we had 40 teachers and this year we have like 85 so (laughs) yeah so it's grow it's grown a lot um and i'm hoping that next year it grows even more and um so every year we ask the teachers what they want to and so with this new website we'll see what they say about that whether they (laughs) like it or maybe they're like you know go back to the google drive you know we don't need any of this fancy stuff or whatever so we'll see what they say and we'll make the changes which has been really cool because last year's a pilot which is fun to do because if it fails you can just be like it's a pilot right (laughs) yeah we tried (laughs) you tried so yeah actually when you when you start or when you brainstorm a a program like this real quick because we're running out of time but do you start with the ngss standards or do you how do you go how do you kind of align that if you could um, is that or is that too lo- long no i well i'm a pretty methodical person and i actually like use um i kind of write it out like okay what's the problem the problem is is that students in nevada don't know about native nevada animals and right. then go from there um and the last thing that happens is aligning it to ngss because okay. right. it aligns 
Like yeah. it's really just a matter of being like, yeah, because there's life sciences. Anything can really be aligned to it. And the cool thing about us is like, we are informal educators. Yeah. So when we're thinking about NGSS, they have these content or, um, they have these expectations. So the expectations are what we align it to, but our one program is not going to completely meet that expectation it, right. because that's just not how it works. The teacher, you know, continually reinforces whatever that content expectation is or performance expectation is by the end of the year. So like we are not tasked with completely hitting that expectation. Right. But we make it pretty easy. I think that what I was, my point was that the jump from 40 teachers to 85 teachers means that it's pretty easy for teachers to take this and yeah. adapt oh it to yeah. whatever standard they want to hit. And yes. like she said, they don't even need to start on like when we start it. Technically. No, they, they don't really have to. So they can take as much time getting yeah. to that point, mm -hmm. that expectation as they want. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we're just kind of like a little stepping stone for them meeting their standards. Yeah. And, um, and like I have a friend who's a math teacher and he was like, yeah, it'd be kind of cool to do something that isn't math. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. There's not math for involved him. with the brackets. He loves math, but his students. Right. <laughs> there's scoring, there's brackets, like there's yes. numbers there. Oh yeah, so. that's right. I'm like, what about probability? Yeah. <laughs> so we are running out of time. So Keller, I think we I haven't told I'm gonna be honest, I still need to do my research on the animals and fill out my bracket, but I think isn't there a skunk one of the animals? I think we have two skunks. With this the year. badger winning last year, I think I I, I just have a good idea feeling about a skunk winning this year that's a strong feeling i, I like it what about <laughs> you do you have you researched all i the have animals not yet? um but i'm rooting for the pup fish i feel like that's the underdog i think everyone should root for the pup fish yeah there's only so many of them so yeah exactly them, so right? special and they're blue <laughs> like <laughs> yeah he doesn't love a blue fish yeah <laughs> and all the reigning champs are also on there mm -hmm. so anyways so that was you're always so fun to have yeah, everyone for in. check it out um we'll be posting the first battle september 30th on our facebook teachers email julie if you're interested jwatson at endow.org and thanks julie for being here thank you everyone for listening Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife. <laughs> <laughs>